Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Hello, fellow evolving humans. Jason Hinkle again for another episode of the Focus to Evolve podcast. We got a good one for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I think this one just might be the juiciest of all the podcasts so far. (laughs) And when I say juicy, I mean meaningful in a way that will help you to gain back a lot of time. And it's a subject that has been near and dear to my heart for a long time because I am in the business of helping people, teams, and companies to accomplish far more in way less time while keeping well-being at center stage. And that well-being at center stage is a big part of the value proposition of uh, Focus to Evolve and everything that we do in the world. Because well-being means that not only are you accomplishing a lot, this is a productivity thing that we do. It's an effectiveness thing that we do. But what's more important is it's almost like an energetics thing that we do. Like when you are well cared for, when you take care of yourself and when you handle your workload maturely, then you get to maintain your energy. And that means you feel good all day long. And I mean all day, not just while you're at work, not just during the morning hours when that first cup of coffee's kicking and it feels fun. I mean all day long. That's what we target. As in, when you go home, you still have emotional energy in the tank for your family, your loved ones, your friends, so you can live holistically, so that you can enjoy your afternoons at work too and bring your best self to your afternoons instead of that kind of grindy, cloudy, gritty, yucky feeling that we're all pretty familiar with if we've been in uh, you know, the work setting for several decades or even one year. <laughs> so that's what we want to bring to the world here at Focus to Evolve. In this episode, we're going to cover meeting culture. How's the meeting hygiene at your company? Whether you're the owner of the company, whether you work in a company, a manager, a supervisor, a director, CEO, whatever, just look around. How is the meeting culture? Have you or has anyone on the team ever studied the craft of the mature and effective meeting? That's a big question mark. And I know the answer. (laughs) I have the privilege of being in front of thousands and thousands of people that work at a lot of different companies and a lot of different industries. And by and large, nobody is doing meetings carefully and maturely and effectively. We're going to talk about the issues that are probably going to feel pretty familiar to you. And then we're going to talk about the solutions that can help with these problems that will probably sound somewhat familiar to you. Just like all things, That's what's interesting. I guess over the years of doing this, being in front of a lot of folks, it's it's almost always like, hey, wait, let's take a pause. We're all moving so fast. Let's take a pause and just get back to the fundamentals. Like really, let's let's cut on down at the root here and say, what 
what's going on here? What would be an easier way? And from a position of stillness, those answers bubble up quite quickly. But we're also frantically sprinting that we kind of bypass some of the very obvious things. And I think as I go through the solutions today, you're probably going to sense that to be true as it relates to meeting culture, the hygiene of meetings. So let's talk a little bit about the issues of meetings and how to do it more effectively. So I think everyone's going to kind of recognize these things. But the first thing I want to talk about is how the problem of how meetings are done with companies and people and teams is really that it's a systemic problem. It's not like one bad player that ruins it for the entire working planet Earth. <laughs> it's everybody's participating in this. Every single snowflake causes the blizzard. So even if just you starts working on some of these better habits of handling meetings and conducting meetings, you're still going to need some partners to get the company culture moving in that direction. So be bold with this and just know that it's a systemic problem. You can do your part, but it's going to take a little time. It just is because it's not just in our companies. It's our customers. It's our teammates. It's our managers. It's our the people we that work for us. It's kind of everyone. So just know that it's systemic. That is one of the issues with the, the way meetings are being done and why we have such poor meeting hygiene in this world right now, but let's be the snowflake that does the other thing. Let's not participate in the blizzard. Instead, let's create a snowstorm that's beautiful. You know, those big snowflakes, you got a fire going and it's calm and it, it's just gorgeous. Let's go for more. Let's be one of those snowflakes, <laughs> not the one that's all frantic and sprinting and shallow and not getting much done and wasting a whole lot of time. So really, uh, the other part of the issue is that it actually does take a lot of courage to end this sloppiness of meetings. You know, uh, what if your manager is the one that keeps putting these one hour meetings in your calendar, things that could be done in 15 minutes or just done as emails or, you know, but it takes courage to stand up to the manager and really discuss it. And by the way, you're not going to be able to help every situation. Some managers are just dead asleep at the wheel. That's just a fact. Not all of them. In fact, most of them have earned their spot and they would hear you out. But every once in a while, you're going to run into that manager that just has trouble learning, <laughs> has trouble with awareness. Be courageous. At least attempt to have the difficult conversation and say, hey, I got an idea regarding this weekly meeting that we do that lasts an hour and we always start late and it ends up running about 20 minutes late, you know, all these things. I have another idea. And when we get to the solutions part of this podcast today, you'll have some new weapons to go back to help out with this problem. So that is definitely one of the issues is it requires courage to end this systemic culture of uh, ineffective meetings. So um, have that courage, be the one that stands up. Meetings in general are just unproductive because they are poorly managed. They are poorly run. In fact, most meetings aren't even ran. There's someone who organizes the people and says, get in here. But very often you get in there and it's, it's almost more like a free-for-all. Like everyone just starts talking instead of the person setting it up, managing it, and moving it along swiftly, but effectively and very succinctly. And this causes you know, when it's just kind of more on the anarchy side and everyone just kind of talks and no one's really managing it, this is where the big drain on time happens. Big drain on money too, because if you take everybody's fully loaded salaries, put an hourly rate to it, 
Woo, you would not want the investors <laughs> looking at how much money meetings are costing us, especially when you get seven, eight, 12 people in a room. That's a lot of money per hour. And so really good input needs to be coming out of that. But it's not just a drain on time and money to run meetings poorly or not run them at all. It's also a drain on those people's energy. I like this one line I heard that it said that everybody is their own CEO in every single company. You are your own CEO, chief energy officer. <laughs> Very clever. You are responsible for managing your energy. And if you're going to meetings that are just sloppy as hell, and you know this information should have been an email or something, then you have to be your CEO and, and just say, we need to do this differently. This could be more efficient. This could be more effective. And by the way, there are seven people in this room who feel the same way. Get those conversations going. Obviously, do it maturely and politely and kindly. And if you need help with how to communicate that to a boss, coworker, or even a customer, if you're an account manager and you want to tread lightly there because you know you got to treat the customer kind of politely use chat gpt or one of the other large language models uh, whatever your thing is and, and just type the best note you can put it in gpt and say hey say the same thing but make it friendlier make sure it's very professional and make sure that everybody feels deeply respected and then hit enter amazingness will come back out to you and cut and paste that into the note and send it on so use ChatGPT as your friend when it comes to having these difficult communications when you're trying to improve any situation. Just don't let unproductive meetings happen anymore by ensuring somebody is running the meeting, not just gathering people and then letting it fly, but gathering people and running it effectively. Another issue that I see is that we just have too many meetings, period, end of sentence excessive numbers of meetings. I don't even really need to elaborate on that one. We could probably eliminate half of all meetings. I'll bet people wouldn't even know a difference. Just did a little bit more emailing, a little bit more conversation at the desk, a couple more phone calls, and all of a sudden huge teams get gigantic swaths of their day back every single week. And then the last issue I, I see observed in my own life and continue to see in uh, the clients that I coach and train on is disastrously lacking preparation <laughs> for the meeting. No clear agenda, no communication before the meeting of specifically what we're going to cover, why and how, and then holding the meetings out of convenience rather than necessity. So sometimes it's a matter of just getting the gang together and, hey, we guys, we just kind of need to talk through this. And it's kind of sort of, and man, I'm, I'm highly allergic to the words kind of and sort of and might and all those things, especially with meetings, because you're taking minutes of people's lives <laughs> and to get in and just kind of sort of maybe kind of get through an unclear agenda and there was no preparation. And by the way, a meeting subject of discussing the TPS report, that's not an agenda. That's disaster. And you're going to waste a whole lot of the company's time. And again, thank God the investors are not seeing the amount of money that's leaving by having these ineffective meetings. We'll be right back after this brief message. You've got questions. We've got answers. 
business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve podcast. Now, what I would like to do is to jump over to the solutions to these issues. So these are ideas that you can utilize starting today and then starting to influence within your organization, within your team, whatever the case may be, maybe your own self if you're a standalone entrepreneur that can immediately bring back lots of time. Who doesn't want that, right? All right, so the first solution I want to talk about, first of all, deciding if this should even be a meeting or... Should it alternatively be a required reading email? And you can put that. Feel free to put that in the subject line of an email. This is required reading. Or if you're talking to a customer, you know, you come up with some other words. Let's see how that goes instead. There, everyone just got an hour back because you just bullet point it. It turns into a conversation. Not always going to be the solution, but a lot of times it can be. And that allows everyone to get their thoughts together and respond maturely. You don't want to send that out to 25 people. All right. This is for those meetings where two or three people were involved. And you can easily cut through subjects asymmetrically via email communications. But that does require the culture to say, hey, when I send you an email with this in the subject, it actually means you have to really read it, not scan it. Uh, It's required and you got to do it. So that was solution number one. Ask yourself, should this even be a meeting or should it just be a carefully crafted email? Solution number two to all those issues we discussed, everybody should have a company template for meetings. Every company, every team, they should use a template. And that template would be something like, who, what, when, where, why, and how. If you just had those words listed, and then you have to fill it out. And by the way, have that in the meeting request so that everybody sees the full context. There are no more questions to ask if you fill out who, what, when, where, why, how. And I would say send that template out at minimum one hour before the meeting preferably more, but we all know how that goes. In fact, I think very few would even make the time to carefully make that template and fill it out even an hour before. But if everyone got that and they're probably going to read it a few minutes before the meeting, or even you take the first two minutes to read it while everyone's in the room, but hopefully they read it before because you ask them to read it before. And then everyone's already jogging instead of coming into the room, talking about the football game last night. Hey, Bobby, how did your daughter do at her cross country meet? All of a sudden, seven to 12 minutes is gone. Ugh, that's just such a waste of time. I love getting relationship, building relationships. That should be done at the water cooler though, or in the kitchen, not in the meeting when everyone's held hijacked. 
So use company templates, who, what, when, where, why, how. Those words will get you way down the runway. It's actually a very advanced template to use. That's simple. Who would ever say no to something that simple? So influence that in your company. All right, here's another solution for you. Outlaw the one-hour meeting. Just outlaw it. Don't allow it. Microsoft Japan did a two-year study where they categorically punishable they actually, they, they actually had terms of punishment. Anytime a meeting lasted longer than 30 minutes, and after two years, they reported a 47% productivity boost countrywide. That's a big deal. So I'm not saying eliminate one-hour meetings and make all of them a half hour. I actually don't think that's too realistic. That'd be pretty tough. But what you can do is have three times for meetings, a 15-minute meeting, a 30-minute meeting, or a 45-minute meeting. There, you just gave everybody 15 minutes on your whole team back per meeting. That's a lot of time when you put that many people together. That's a ton of time. Investors are now starting to love you. <laughs> 30 minutes should be a lot of meetings. 15 minutes, that's that more touch-and-go thing where you both are full speed. You don't need an hour. You don't need 30 minutes. It's just bam, 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 these three points. Thanks, Johnny. Got to go. Bye-bye. There you go. Get a ton of your life and work time back. It can be done. The whole country of Japan and Microsoft did it at 30-minute meetings. That was from the board members all the way down to the janitors. So you can do it too, and I highly encourage it. And I'm not just up here blabbing. I practice this too. Okay, another solution that I thought was pretty cool, and I think you'll agree, is start on time and end on time. <laughs> I remember hearing that Jeff Bezos, uh, he comes to the meeting, he sits down, and when meeting time ends, it does not matter what's being talked about. He stands up and walks out. No apologies, doesn't look at anyone. Meeting time was over. That's a lot easier to do if you're the manager or the boss. <laughs> you know, if you're smallest on the totem pole, you're probably not gonna be the one practicing this, but the meetings that you call on, you can influence that culture. And if you are manager, I hope that you begin doing that. This thing where everyone gets in the room and then it's five to seven minutes later before you're actually even starting, it's disaster. Everyone should be hit the ground running, be in the room you know, at least a minute before, maybe five minutes before, and boom, start talking about the subject lines that were in the template we talked about. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Start crushing it right on time. And people will eventually start seeing, man, that, that person actually starts on time. I have to get to those meetings on time, or it's kind of embarrassing. So just be that juggernaut that changes that culture. All right, another uh, solution I wanted to share here is invite far fewer people to your company meetings. Just work on that muscle. Some people need to be there. Some people don't need to be there. They are supplemental. They can be emailed if a subject is relevant to them and they're not in the meeting. They could be text. They could kind of be put on call and say, hey, we're going to meet in, be in a meeting. We might need to reach out. So if you can, try to be available. If they can't, no biggie. We'll just do it asymmetrically. I remember the Harvard Business Review did an article. I believe it was called The Tragedy of the Masses when you got these bosses who just brings the whole team in uh, to talk to like two or three people. But the four peripheral people just had no business being in there. And they put a dollar amount to that. And it is so prevalent, in, especially in corporate America. It's a joke. Be a little bit different with that. Start 
not inviting some people. And if feelings are hurt, go have the conversation. Say, hey, we're just trying to save everybody time. Uh, I'm studying on this and you know, only the relevant people that are directly in the line of fire are going to be in this, but we want your support on the project still. You're super important. Say whatever you need to make them feel accepted, um, but definitely stop inviting them to meetings so that they can keep working on their jobs because when we're in meetings, we are not working on the jobs. <laughs> All right, another solution that I thought was pretty cool is start having the courage to reject the unprepared. So if someone comes to the office and they just don't have the stuff they need to do the doing in the meeting, to bounce the ideas they need in the meeting, this does go back to the company template, who, what, when, where, why, how. If that template went out before, they have the opportunity to look at it, know what they're going to need to bring to the meeting. And if they don't and they are unprepared and they are delaying that whole room full of people, well, they should be made to feel a little uncomfortable. You know, say, hey, okay, well, Johnny, go go get what you need or look it up. But next time I fully expect you to come prepared. That's why we're doing the company template so you can come prepared. Yeah, it's a tough conversation. Yeah, Johnny's not gonna like you for 15 minutes and then life goes on, but he'll remember it and meeting culture improves as a result. That's what we want. Okay, uh, another solution is end each meeting with a 30-second review of who's doing what and when they're doing it. Who's doing what? Oh, I'm sorry. Who's doing what? What it is that they are doing and when they are doing it. That's it. Johnny, you got this. Uh, Susie, Bobby, just boom, 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 boom. 30 seconds and just look around. That, that makes sense? Is that what we all talked about? Yep. Click, done. Stamp it. Get out of there on time. If you can end it earlier, fantastic. Don't just fill time because it's booked. This should kind of be a succinct race to see how fast we can accomplish the real things we came in here for and then get out. And if you have time on the side and you want to talk to everybody about the games and the, the fun things, great. Like we, we actually encourage that. I, I, I love connections at work. I actually have fun and love the people I work with. And so should you. You should do your best with that, but not in meetings where everyone's hijacked. All right, the last solution I want to share here, and this one's a little bit trickier, is that you want to allow anybody who is invited to a meeting to be able to defend their time. They should be able to say no or at least a partial no so that they can win back some of their working day. And as the person who invites them, just say, that's fine. Can you explain why you feel you are not necessary in this meeting? And allow real grace and say, yeah, okay, I actually see that. That's a good point. But I still need you to come to the meeting for this reason and this reason. It should be a conversation. It shouldn't just be yes or no. And just allowing that space, you're going to find that some of the time it's like, oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Okay, yeah, no need for you to come. Thanks. Uh, we'll email you the, the notes afterwards, or if we need you to do something, we'll ask you afterwards. Allowing that space, especially if you're the boss, obviously teammates can have that conversation a little easier, but if it's more hierarchical in your organization and you got the big boss person and they're pretty much used to bossing people around, um, then try it, tiptoe on it. But again, Remember our friend, ChatGPT. Do your best to write up an email, paste it into GPT and say, hey, I need to win some time back. I'd like to say no to this meeting to my boss, uh, but that boss is kind of a time control freak. <laughs> How can I say this in a polite way that, that he or she will feel 
respected. How can I do this in a friendly way, in a professional way? Hit enter and watch what spits out. You're going to be like, wow, that is really well written. And then try that. Hey, the boss may still say, nope, I own you. Get in here without even thinking about it. But they might not. It's worth a try. And that's all this is. Just like everything we coach on and train on and speak on here at Focus to Evolve, it's not about perfection. It's just about improvement every single day. So I hope that helped you. I hope meeting culture cleans up in the country, in the world, in companies. And I think these little tidbits of advice can definitely help. So thanks again for joining us here at the Focus to Evolve podcast. And we will see you on the next transmission. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Henkel, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.